I V M. Nisha, yes. What do you know about the British royal family? Not much, really. But what I do know comes entirely from the parody show, The Windsors, that you introduced me to. Oh yeah. So I just know that they all have really ridiculous accent. The best thing about Pippa Middleton is her butt. That's all. <laughs> that's she barely counts as a royal family member. So that's okay. But do you generally know who Queen Elizabeth II's children are? Not really. I haven't really followed that stuff. So the only person I would know is maybe Prince Andrew because of his mm. Epstein connection. So unless he had like a sister who also ran the Epstein ring, this episode does not make sense. He had a sister, hmm. but there's nothing to do with the Epstein. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever wondered why women? Don't do more crime. Well, we're here to tell you. There's misconduct all the time. Women are thieves and murderers. That's gross misconduct. Con artists, money launderers. Hmm, criminal misconduct. Financial fraud that's hard to track. Take some planning, but still misconduct. Even breaching a contract. That's more civil, though. Misconduct Misconduct We tell you all about women that suck Things that make you say what the It's misconduct Hello 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 and welcome to Misconduct we are a podcast about female criminals from across the world and beyond Okay not beyond but earth <laughs> mostly the earth I am Raghavi and I am Nisha I don't know what to say anymore because I have no idea where we're going with this episode because it is a surprise episode. This is Raghavi's surprise episode where the format of it is that one of us comes in completely cold. Raghavi is going to tell me the story and I'm just going to react. That is correct. It's actually my turn today to take Nisha through the life and times of a woman that did some not nice things maybe. But okay. before we start, I want to ask Nisha hmm. and I hope she took a second while we were playing the theme <laughs> music to go look this up. Can you name you know what I was going to ask if you can name everybody in the royal family but this is not worth it can you yeah. just name queen elizabeth's kids no i have no idea oh, uh, king charles i guess yes that's okay. one prince andrew okay <laughs> everyone's favorite mm. so i know we talked about the windsors there was that lady who has that haunted mansion yeah i don't know who she i don't remember her name okay so it's obviously elizabeth's daughter anne who was princess royal anne yes yeah. And they also have a younger brother who is Prince Edward. I have never heard of Prince Edward. On the Windsors, he's the guy doing all these random acts for money because he doesn't have money. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> terrible, terrible. Yes. But among all of these four, King Charles, Princess Anne, Prince Andrew and Prince Edward, who do you think could have done something illegal? All of them. Yes. The answer hey. is yes. <laughs> no. But like who is the woman in this list, Nisha? Obviously, oh, okay. that's the whole point. Princess Anne. <laughs> yes, that is correct. But before we get into what she may or may not have done, let's start with who Princess Anne is. Because okay. Nisha clearly is super clueless about this. So, no idea. Yeah, let's run you everybody through this, right? So, the Princess Anne 
or mm-hmm. Anne, Princess Royal, because we're all stuffy people who need titles like this. So Princess Anne is the second child and the only daughter of Queen Elizabeth II and Prince Philip, who is the former Duke of Edinburgh. So she is also the only sister of the current King Charles III. And Anne was born on 15th August 1950 at Clarence House, which is usually the residence of the royal heirs to the throne. Mm-hmm. She was born during the reign of her grandfather, King George VI, the one from the King's Speech. Have you watched that movie? What do you think? It's a drama. It's got Colin Firth. No, I have not seen that. The only thing I've seen with Colin Firth is Bridget Jones' Diary. No. What? No. The Dumbledore movie. What is that? Be Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. He was in it, right? You're thinking about Colin Farrell. Close enough. (laughs) (laughs) Two very different people. But yeah, I think the answer is you haven't watched it. So she was young by basically when her mother succeeded the throne and Anne largely grew up in Buckingham Palace. So today Anne is 16th in line to succeed the British throne oh. and there was a time when she would have basically been fourth in line back when Queen Elizabeth did not yet have grandchildren mm-hmm. but since then Prince Charles had two sons and his sons Wills. William Wills Harry. has three children yeah Harry has two kids and then there's Prince Andrew who has kids and then Prince Edward who has kids and Anne sort of becomes the last in line and oh. the other thing is this is kind of sad but back before 2013 you know mm-hmm. when sexism was still among us clearly because you're fixed ah, it yes. now yes yes there was something called the succession to the crown act which allowed male heirs to skip over female ones so even though <gasps> Yeah, so Princess Anne was technically the second born for mm-hmm. Queen Elizabeth, but because she was a woman and you know two men were born after her, she's pushed last in line. Wait, wait, wait. So can you tell me the order? So it's Charles first. So okay, by birth it's Charles, yeah. Anne, Andrew, Edward. Ah. But by succession it's Charles, Charles's kids and their kids or whatever. Ah, and right, then, right, right, right. And then Andrew and all wait, of his wait, wait. kids. When you say male heirs can skip her, that means even William can skip her and be king? William will, obviously. I because, mean, sure, yeah. sure. But, but if, like, if let's say none of the kids, none of Prince William and those kids, it was only Charles and okay. Andrew and Andrew Edward, and then she was last in life. That is so sad. It is. That's it so no longer unfair. applies. No, no, it no longer applies. Any okay. British royal mem- family member born after 2011 will no longer have this issue. So all of Prince William's kids, regardless of you know their gender, will be picked as per their birth. Okay. But that's not the point of all of this. That's a separate type of sexism that I can't get into right yeah, now. There's, there's not so enough time. That's different. But what is important is despite all this shitty lineage stuff, mm-hmm. Anne is actually considered to be very well loved by the British subjects. I use the Ooh. word subjects very loosely because <laughs> it's not really accurate. Yes. And for a nepotism baby, people really liked her. And I will tell you why. You will actually genuinely enjoy this. So among all the royals, Princess Anne is actually known to be the most hardworking one. Oh. And even at the age of 72, she still has royal engagements. So Anne Mm. originally started her royal engagements in 1969 at the age of 18. Like literally, as soon as she legally could, she got those A-levels and said, yeah, enough. I'm going to go start this. And today she's the patron of over 300 organizations across the UK and most of them are non-profits. Hmm. In fact, as of 2022, she had more engagements than Prince Charles himself. In 2022, I know in 2022, she had... 214 engagements and Prince Charles had only 181. So wait, what's an engagement? It's basically where you go to an event that you're a patron of or whatever and then you wave and kiss babies and stuff. Oh, yeah. Okay. 
It's, so the influencer hustle life. It's basically that. But nice. the only difference is Princess Anne has maintained her affiliations and therefore her engagements for effectively decades now because okay. she's been working so long. Hmm. It's not as easy for a king or queen because things can slip out of hand here and there. But she has hmm. clearly been loved. Right. She's also the only of those four kids that actually had a real job. Oh. Yeah. Because it? she's actually an equestrian. <gasps> Whoa! Yeah, and she even represented Britain in the 1976 Olympic Games. And today she's a member of the International Olympic Committee. Oh shit, that's really cool. That is I really like cool. I know, me too. And she also is kind of made of pure, unadulterated steel. Mm-hmm. Because she's kind of known to have a very acidic tongue. Do you want to hear some of her quotes? Yes, 100%. Yes. <laughs> the moment you said acidic <laughs> tongue, I was like, yes. <laughs> So somebody once asked in an interview, do you like golf? Mm -hmm. And she responded by saying, golf seems like a very artist way to go for a walk. I prefer to take the dogs out instead. (laughs) That is true. Yeah. There was another time when the paparazzi were like all up in her face with their cameras and stuff. She just looked at them and she said, you are a pest. She walked (laughs) off. Nice. Yeah. And my favorite quote of all that nobody prompted her. She just said it. Mm -hmm. She said, I don't like children. Oh Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) So it was just a random regular day and she was just like, I like children. Yeah. <laughs> I forget it. There's like journalists around going, oh yes, indubitably. Because what else do you say? <laughs> so that's, that's Princess Anne in a nutshell. There's more actually. Remember the 1976 Olympics? I said when she was competing, yeah. she actually suffered a concussion when her horse got a little spooked and she Whoa. fell over. But she just got up, remounted and finished the event. And later, when she was being interviewed, she said that she was so dazed after the injury. She mm-hmm. has no recollection of whether she even made the jumps after she got back on the horse. Oh She's my like, God. I was working on autopilot. Yeah. She made jumps yeah. after like her brain got rattled in her skull. That yeah. is crazy. Yeah. She says she can't remember a large chunk of the 1976 Damn. Olympics. Damn. So this is this is her, okay? But Sounds here like a the... weekend in my 20s. Ah. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we treated our body like it was... <laughs> Nothing. Now my but, knees uh, are like, try. Try, we'll see. <laughs> same but lower back. <laughs> but here is the best of her stories. And I feel bad doing this because you clearly are going to like her a lot before we get into the not nice part. Okay, but, I will stop you there. We like most of the women that hey, hey, we cover hey, on this sh- podcast. For liability purposes. <laughs> I mean... Oh no, they are so mean and evil. <laughs> Good, really convincing. But yeah. uh, I think you will like the story because mm-hmm. on 20th March 1974, when she was traveling in a car with her then husband, Mark Phillips, the Princess Royal was stopped by another car and a man jumped out of this car and started shooting at the couple. Whoa. So yeah, in this entire scuffle, Princess Anne's personal bodyguard, her chauffeur and a journalist that was kind of in the area, unfortunately, yes. they were all shot in the process. Nobody died, thankfully. Hmm. The man then ran to Anne's car and he just told her you know like I'm going to kidnap you and I'm going to hold you for ransom for 2 million pounds and he told her get out of the car and go to my vehicle how do you think Anne responded to that? She said you've already used up 4 of your 6 bullets (laughs) (laughs) so shoot me and end it (laughs) close but she instead looked at the man and she's like basically he said get out of the car right? Yeah. so she looked at him and she said not bloody likely and she just sat there (laughs) Nice. <laughs> she just refused to move, okay? Eventually, a passerby who happened to be a boxer, that's just sheer dumb luck, what? turned up. I know, this This is, this. you can't what write this, this story. Bollywood movie? I don't know. He turned up, he ambushed that guy and punched Was him. Was that guy Salman and, Khan? 
Sure, let's go with it. Yes. You're imagining it in your head anyway. So what's <laughs> yeah. the point? So he came and he sort of punched this guy and eventually the guy was arrested. And after this happened, Anne just got up and thanked the guy and just casually walked with him back to Buckingham Palace. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's nice. Anne. That's basically who Anne is. So Anne sort of remains Britain's most popular royal. In fact, mm-hmm. she's very often referred to as a national treasure. Wow. And she's refused to retire from royal engagements because even though she's not directly really in line for the British throne anymore, mm-hmm. she could have retired at 60, even 70, but she just said no. And How old is she? 72 right now. Okay. Yeah, and since her 18th birthday she's completed over 20,000 engagements on behalf of the royal family. Damn. And this is very interesting about her because not many royal family members do this. She is known to be about the only royal who recycles her outfits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she doesn't have a stylist. She prefers to do her own hair and makeup. In fact, she turns up late for events because she's doing her own hair and makeup. Nice. And so she's she drives... single-handedly holding up all of the yeah. like Nice, well done. Pretty much, and for that they put her last in line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She drives to her events herself, which is clearly why she got like ambushed by some random dude. But her husband was there. Useless fellow. Yeah, I know. It's okay. They got divorced, so it's no worry at all. Oh no. Yeah, I know. So all this is super interesting, clearly, and you're obviously following in love with Princess Anne. That's absolutely fine. Which is weird because her portrayal is just so random in the Windsors, where she's yeah. basically like a ghost. <laughs> I know but in popular culture she's also known to be slightly stoic like dude ah. she said I don't like children just because yeah, of prompting so she's got that vibe to her but people respect the fact that she still hustles quite a bit like right, she right, doesn't right. sit fair, there fair. she could comfortably sit there taking in the money yeah. that she gets from the Actually, from the royal I, I respect that I respect that it's more of like a, mm-hmm. I don't need to talk my work will talk for me which is that yeah. is literally a quote that she that I also read I mean ah. not exactly like that but she basically sort of said I can't just exist as it is I have to do things otherwise huh. nobody will know so nice yeah that's literally exactly what she is so all this is great this is amazing stuff about her and at some point you might be thinking hey ragvi yeah if princess anne <laughs> seems like this likable fun only likable <laughs> royal family member out there why is she the subject of this episode correct right what it's because wait, wait wait it's it's fun it's fun little bit so even though princess anne is so well liked and appreciated by the british people she mm-hmm. also happens to be the only current british royal family member that has ever been convicted for a crime ooh yeah wait is like colonizing not a crime no not at the time at the time it was fine and then they wrote rules specifically to say it is fine okay, but you know okay. what i'm going to do i'm actually going to take a break right now <gasps> no <laughs> we'll see you guys after the break no Welcome back everyone after the break I'm very annoyed with Raghavi right now because she left us with such a cliffhanger because I love princess Anne now what could she have possibly done that she was convicted of a crime when like look at her family man please Raghavi please tell us okay. okay okay I'll tell you what the crime is about so yes. in November 2002 mm-hmm. after a not particularly lengthy trial princess okay. Anne pled guilty to and was later convicted for losing control of her dog what yeah one second one mm. second mm. so she has brother who is like <laughs> racist as hell yeah yes correct she has mother and father 
long decade long history what hundred years history yes. of colonization. Yes, correct. She also has brother who maybe have indulged in uh, minor children. Mm, yes, and she is the one with the crime for losing a dog. Yeah, losing control <laughs> or losing control of yes. her dog. Yes, I mean still wow. you're you're allowed to be. Uh, exasperated regards wow yeah so this offending dog was an english bull terrier named dotty short for dorothy <laughs> shut up it's <laughs> just <laughs> getting worse wait for it it just keeps going on so i'll tell you what happened for this event to become a thing okay. so on 1st april 2002 princess anne and her now husband commodore tim lawrence mm-hmm. they were walking their two dogs in great windsor park it's it's in windsor if that didn't give it away yes. <laughs> one of the dogs of course was dotty so after mm-hmm. their walk they were pulling the dogs into their car when suddenly dotty sort of leapt up and ran away so dotty made a beeline to two young boys they were 12 and 7 years old respectively both of them were riding their bikes around the car and mm-hmm. she bit both of the boys So oh no. yeah the 12 year old boy suffered the most injuries uh, he got bit on his collarbone and he had two bites on his left Oof. leg yeah the 7 year old had scratches on his right forearm and his back and his left leg and you know the boy's identities have been entirely private to protect them mm-hmm. it's never been leaked but it was reported that you know princess anne immediately apologized for her dog's behavior and she drove the children to a hospital immediately for treatment and mm. they were largely healed except for some psychological trauma that comes with it of course but as soon as they showed basically overall signs of healing the parents of the boys went to the police and filed a complaint against princess anne and her husband wow yes and as luck would have had it britain takes its cases of public nuisances very seriously because there is an that act one. that no, one they'll take seriously mm. there is an act an okay. act called the dangerous dogs act of 1991 Okay. okay. It specifically codifies the criminal offence of allowing a dog of any breed to be dangerously out of control. Huh. And the offence carries a maximum penalty of about eight thousand pounds. Okay. Which is quite a bit. Yeah. And six months imprisonment. What? Yes. Yeah. Okay. There's two things that I want to bring up here. First of mm-hmm. all, her dog, like Anne herself, mm-hmm. looked out of the car and said, "I don't like children." Yes. Yes. That's literally what happened. Nice. Dotty was then, like <laughs> sick. <laughs> yeah. And then also I remember there was this one time that my grandma when she was in London mm-hmm. we were all just like generally standing outside some park I don't know somewhere and there was this dog that she doesn't like dogs as much uh, this okay. kitty dog that came up mm-hmm. and like all of us were like oh my god so cute eh? mm-hmm. for some reason the dog made a beeline to my grandma oh no and then peed on her <laughs> I know and my grandma was so upset But then that lady came over and she was apologizing. No one's business. Uh-huh. I don't know if she said like I have a vague memory of her saying like I will pay for dry cleaning or whatever. Please don't like yeah bring this sense. up. Makes sense. Of course, huh. I did fair. not realize that there was like a they take that seriously. Dangerous. Yeah, that that yeah. take it so seriously. Looks hmm. like it because they did, and this case went to court. So ridiculous. No, but I get it. Kids were bitten. So okay. it's it's a little harsher, yeah, okay. and the law actually exists for this. Right. right? Hmm. The intention of the law is to sort of ensure that people don't breed dogs to the point that they become really violent. Hmm. Because the more inbreeding that occurs, in especially in like breeds like Rottweilers, yeah. bulldogs, corgis, a lot of these animals get extremely vicious hmm. as you keep inbreeding them, and that's a lot of what the law is trying to cover. But Princess Anne fell under this anyway because technically it did happen. There's something hmm. that happened, hmm. and children were hurt. So. In this case Anne was originally ordered to appear in court sometime in September 
2002 but she had to skip because of a charity visit that she had made to Ethiopia but okay. she made a pleading to the court saying that she did not want preferential treatment in any way and she mm-hmm. said I will attend the next hearing so nice. kudos to her yeah and that's how she appeared on 21st November 2002 before a district judge in Berkshire to answer the charge under the dangerous dogs act wow. which is a real act yes so this case is a little bit shocking okay. you know for those britons who enjoy all these low stakes royal family drama <laughs> which it's is great. which is great it is truly low stakes like i bet fine, the sun no? covered it multiple times oh yeah 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 and the daily mirror years later ah, so many of times course. yeah and the thing is no other senior royal member has attended a court ever for 100 ah. years before this case okay in fact Charles the 1st was the last monarch to be subjected to a court hearing. He was tried for treason in 1649 and then was executed. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so in comparison <laughs> it looks terrible. I guess. Actually yeah. wait, uh that's also not entirely true. There was one royal who had been to court a few years prior to Anne and it was Anne herself. What? Yeah, because she appeared for a speeding ticket. <laughs> It's not hey. the same as a crime. <laughs> It doesn't come with jail time. But yeah, she was sent in for a speeding ticket. But I want to ask you where, something. Where Nisha. is she going so fast, fast? Like, I mean, come on, your job is to smile and wave. Yeah, but uh, if she does her own hair and makeup and she's late, oh right. It's <laughs> <laughs> like ah. Then yeah, it just makes sense. And then somebody stops her and they're like, "Why are you wearing eye shadow when you're so?" <laughs> and going a hundred miles an hour in this tiny little like village. <laughs> Can you imagine if she gets caught? They're like, uh, did you attempt a cut crease? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, yes. We can <laughs> see that you failed. And there's <laughs> one eyelash. There's one eyelash just like stuck on her cheek. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, something I wanted to ask you. Um, hmm. I know you don't usually do like the case readings and stuff when we're doing research for all of our episodes. Yeah. But have you ever noticed how criminal cases are named in India? Like, have you seen those cases, case names in the judgments? Like, state of something Someone versus, versus a person, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, like in the Sainal Malika case, it would be the state of Karnataka versus Shrimati Kempama. Yes. Like that. Yes. So this happens because. criminal cases are brought against an accused by the state right correct so the state prosecutes it the accused will defend it and any punishment is also fulfilled by the state with tax pay money that's how hmm. they go to jail and stuff hmm. so hmm. the same thing is true in the uk except the head of the state is technically the queen so cases oh. are titled regina versus name of the accused oh and in this case wait who's regina regina is queen That's why she's called oh, Regina George. Right, right, right. Mean girl. Oh my God! Because <laughs> yeah, she's. Are you queen. serious? Yeah. <laughs> How did I not make that connection? That is Fine. awesome. You know now that movie is still serving, guys. It is. It mean is. girls is still serving. It's giving. So, <laughs> it's giving you right. So in this case against Anne, mm-hmm. it's titled Regina versus Anne Elizabeth Alice Lawrence, oh. <laughs> which in literal terms means that the Queen is taking her own daughter to court. Yeah. Oh yeah. My God. <laughs> I found that hilarious. It so, is. Can you imagine just like you uh talk back to your mom as a like an annoying teenager and then she's <laughs> like come to court. Come. Yeah. <laughs> that might be exactly what happened. <laughs> so now let's talk about the hearing itself because Nisha you have not yet seen the the worst of it, okay? How? So this hearing I'll tell you this hearing lasts a total of only 1 hour but so much happens in it. Nice. It starts by Anne outrightly pleading guilty. and she admits to her dog being out of control and okay. she also had to like hurry up the hearing because the judges were like there are other things that are important apparently there were like cases of drunk driving and theft and illegally tapping Boring. into electricity lines <laughs> yeah <laughs> so the, so the judges like speed it up girl 
So mm-hmm. the thing is, Anne pled guilty. So there was no like big defense situation going on. Uh-huh. And the question was not about the fine itself. The fine was going to be paid. That's not, right. doesn't change anything, right? But the actual question now came down to, should Dottie, the dangerous English bull terrier, <gasps> should she be put down? No! Yeah, that is the question now in court. Mm-hmm. So Anne pleaded in court that it was not the dog, but it's her. That's the okay. problem. Hmm. It's like, I mean, she's right. It's it's kind of her as well, right? I guess. But wait for it. There is a defense lawyer, Mr. Hugo Keith, in this hmm. scenario. And he goes to great lengths to prove that Dottie has a great character. And oh, I know. So cute. I know. So he calls on an expert also to testify <laughs> and he presents references from people an who ex- know the dog. <laughs> yeah. Like other you doggy know? friends. No, no, no. You want to know. When Labrador ex- comes up, sniffs her butt, and he's like, that's a good sniff. <laughs> it's somehow worse than that. Do you know who the expert is, Nisha? The queen? It's not the Labrador. That's okay. one gets down. <laughs> the queen herself. That would be amazing. But unfortunately, <laughs> it was too lowbrow for her, this whole situation. Oh, but it's somebody the queen appointed because the expert the was The queen's in. corgi handler. Very close. Ooh. It's the queen's corgi's dog psychologist, Dr. Roger Mugford. That's right. How their dogs have yeah, a psychologist. Yes. And I... Have to hope and pray that my company allows mental health awareness. That okay. is exactly Great. right. I will Allowance, reference sorry. this later. You wait for it. So basically, Dr. Mugford comes up and mm-hmm. with a straight ass face, he tells the court, in his opinion, that three-year-old Dottie should not be put down. And then he goes on to describe Dottie as, and I quote, an utterly placid, playful dog. That is the expert opinion, I know. But the parents of the children that were attacked... Literally could have been said by anyone who spent like maybe five minutes with the dog. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, exactly. But the parents of the children that were attacked, they insisted that Dolly be euthanized mm. and they kind of believed that she was a menace to society. Okay. So what you're going to do is you're going to take a break here now. No! What yeah. is this? You cannot <laughs> keep doing this to me. Also, the minisodes have only one break. I am not this... You know what? This is now going to be a case against you. Nisha versus Raghavi. Yeah, who who made you queen, first of all? (laughs) Who did that? (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) Welcome back everyone after the break. I am dying with anticipation. So the thing is, like most of the listeners know that I am totally for the death penalty and things like that. But this mm-hmm. is a dog. What yes. happened? Raghavi, you I have know. to tell me that this is not a sad story. Otherwise, like this friendship is over. Okay, okay. It's not a sad story. But there is some stuff that will make you think, huh? Do I believe otherwise? It's okay. I'll get you through okay. it. Okay. Okay. So this district court, after one mm-hmm. hour of deliberating on whether or not Dottie, who is Princess Anne's dog, should be put down. And mm-hmm. Dottie, of course, had the best legal defense that money could offer because yeah. she managed to bring in a psychologist to contest <laughs> to her good girl behavior. Mm-hmm. And it largely worked in her favor. Thank God. Yes. Thank God. So like I said, Anne had already pled guilty. So there was no contesting that, right? Right. So the court had to find Anne under the Dangerous Dogs Act. Yeah. So they find That's her... Fine. I know, they find her 500 pounds. It's fine, she can pay it. I know, they also ordered her to pay an additional 500 pounds compensation to the family. Also great. And she also had to pay 148 pounds in court costs. That's also fine. Fine, fair. Okay, but there were some stipulations on Dottie. One is Dottie must be on a leash at all times in public. 
Okay. You're okay fine. with that? Okay, yes, great. I'm okay with that. Great. Next, Anne had to organize training for Dottie. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sent her to school. <laughs> yeah. The other thing is, the court said that they don't need to put a muzzle on Dottie. Unless uh-huh. there was a public place where she could have a lot of distractions, then maybe a muzzle might be necessary. So not great. Understandable. Yeah, Understandable. I get it, right? So in her judgment, the district judge, Penelope Hewitt, she acknowledged that Anne and her husband were quite experienced dog owners, mm-hmm. but she gave an ultimatum. She said that if any future incidents occurred with Dottie, it could result in putting the animal down. Okay, well, yeah, that just gives you more reason to be careful. Okay, that's right. So this is great news for animal lovers everywhere. Uh-huh. But the sentence was criticized by members of the victim's family who were angry that the dog was not ordered to be put down. So one of the relatives said to the media that the children still had nightmares about the incident and were very fearful of all dogs now mm-hmm. and they sort of contended that putting down Dottie would have helped the children psychologically that was an argument that was put out there I don't think so like you mm-hmm. can't teach children that if you're scared of something you should murder it I agree right uh, like I yeah. feel like if they had done an extra thing of like Princess Anne now also needs to pay for their therapy to get over the fear. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay with that. That's yeah. true. I'm I feel like, yeah, okay, that should have been a thing. Exactly. Sure. So I kind of understand that. In fact, another one of the relatives of the victims also said to the media that, and I quote, we do not think justice has been done. The dog is still free and is a danger to society. Not really. It's leashed and muzzled if required. And it's gone under training. I mean, hmm. I don't really know if it's a menace to society per se. But like, hmm. okay, so here's the thing. If I had to pick between children and dogs, I would pick children. You know okay. that. I do know that. Right? Yes. Yes. So just looking at it logically as well, mm-hmm. like I feel like they should have done a lot of therapy for the kids, made mm-hmm. sure they were absolutely okay. And then in fact, once they got on over the fear of like dogs, uh-huh. they should have re-met Dottie. Mm, all that seems fair. I understand yeah. all of those things. Except for the fact that turns out Dottie was kind of still being a bit of a menace to society even Bye. after. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, Dottie. No, no, no. Wait, wait. I'll, I'll tell you what happened, okay? But hey, wait. It, there were some of these in which Dottie was falsely implicated. So what? <laughs> I know. This became kind of less about Princess Anne and more about Dottie. So Clearly she was the criminal in this case. <laughs> in today's episode. I know, I know. So in December 2003, it was reported that Dottie attacked one of the Queen's corgis. Hey. I know. The corgi was named Pharos and he apparently was one of her favorite corgis. So Pharos was attacked at the Queen's Sorghum estate. <laughs> so he had injuries on his hind legs and one of his legs ended up being broken. And unfortunately, oh. royal vets, they treated Pharos, but they could not save him. So Pharos had to be put down. I know. So this happened on Christmas Eve and the Queen was reported to be distraught because every mm. Christmas she puts out sort of this like a televised speech of hers and that yeah, year yeah. she just didn't look great. She loved her mm. corgis basically, right? Yeah, like yeah. I said, Fago's one of her favorites. Mm. The press reported this, of course, with all of the tact and... Yeah, oh, of course. Yes, that is due from the British tabloids. Like one such headline said, Anne's dog savages the Queen's corgi. <laughs> and another one said, the Queen's corgi attacked viciously by her own daughter's unruly dog. So... <laughs> Yeah, so clearly they made the best that they could with the information that they had. Mm. But Dottie is now attacking her own kind and okay. not human beings. Does that really mean she's a menace to society? She's yeah. a menace to dog society. But she didn't, that's correct. But she didn't attack just any dog, she attacked the queen's dog. 
Oh, what so, difference does it make? It's a little okay. more important, okay? <laughs> so the question now really came up to whether Dotty the dog will need to be put down. Oh, no. So yeah, there was a, quite a bit of time when all of Britain was holding its breath over this. But on 30th December 2003, a new headline appeared okay. in multiple papers, which read, Dotty cleared in killing of Queen's dog. Yeah! <laughs> yeah. So I want to read directly from this report that I pulled out, okay? Okay. Dotty didn't do it. Princess Anne's controversial bull terrier accused of fatally mauling one of the Queen's corgis has been exonerated. Buckingham Palace officials are now fingering Florence, another one of Anne's terriers, as the culprit. I know. Bruh. <laughs> yeah. The palace said the Queen and Anne will now decide the fate of Florence. Yeah. This episode has been a roller coaster of emotions. I know. I know. But uh, don't worry. Don't worry. Because there is another headline from 4th January 2004, which says... Anne's dog to receive therapy. Yay! <laughs> Once again, a dog is getting therapy. Yes, yes. Remember and I Dr. beg my company. <laughs> Remember Dr. Mugford, the special expert that was calling yeah. for Dottie's testimony? So he gives a soundbite to the Sunday Telegraph oh. about Florence the dog. And he says, and I quote, I'm sure it is just a dog who is feeling a bit out of sorts about something. Maybe pain or old age and was feeling a bit cranky on the day. Okay. He also added, the timing for our session has not yet been arranged, but it is likely that I will be seeing Florence next week. Dr. Mugford, by the way, charges 150 pounds per session. What? <laughs> yeah. So are you telling me that Florence lies down on a couch and says, yes. it all started when my dad <laughs> yes. left yeah. our house? It's exactly that. <laughs> when do you Prince Philippe? <laughs> That's how it starts. <laughs> but yeah, it doesn't end here, by the way. Because you're kind of back to Anne on this. Ah, yes, of course. Yeah, because there is a third English bull terrier that is owned by Anne. Okay. And the company that he keeps. I'm I'm, (laughs) I'm starting to see a pattern here. Yeah, really. Once is a mistake. (laughs) Second time is suspicious. Third time is a pattern. That's correct. So that terrier recently in December 2022 attacked Mm -hmm. the gamekeeper's dog at a pheasant shooting event. And this also happened in the Royal Estate of Sandringham. Because that's just, it's just the place where these shitty things happen. So I can't find this Maybe terrier's it's name. The place. <laughs> it's the place. I can't find this terrier's name because his identity has been kept <laughs> private for his own protection, I guess. But the incident seems to have been a little bit hushed up because it was not actually reported to the police. So outside mm-hmm. of like people in the palace saying, shh, 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 what happened? We don't right. really know, okay? But somebody present at the shoot did say that the whole affair became very tense, mostly mm-hmm. because people started worrying if the royal children were safe around Anne's dogs mm-hmm. anymore. And okay. I get that. So with yeah. all this in mind, Nisha, mm-hmm. do you really think Anne is a responsible dog owner? Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. Not, not anymore. Yeah. And it's always, I mean, it's never the dog's fault. It's the, never I, the I, dog's fault. It's I, obviously I, the owner or like, you know, nature that has made it aggressive or like fearful or whatever it is. That's true. So, and 100% remember, put a leash and muzzle on Princess <laughs> Anne. <laughs> no, remember, remember how I said that the Dangerous Dogs Act in particular was to make sure that uh, dogs that were constantly being bred and inbred yeah, correct, did correct. not have these dangerous issues. Yes. The problem with a lot of the royal family's dogs is they are majorly inbred. And none <laughs> like of the royal, royal family. Yeah, themselves. pretty much. Pretty much. And none of the royal family 
folks are actually responsible dog owners either. And oh. now we're going to get to the queen because the queen has, <gasps> well, has had a bunch of Pembroke Welsh corgis, right? Yes. Over her life from 1933 till 2022 till her death, she owned mm-hmm. 31 corgis. And all these corgis completely inbred, like literally 10th mm-hmm. generation inbred. And they're all known for their terrible behavior. Do you want to hear a list oh. of people that have been attacked? Because yes. I have a list. Yeah. So, in one incident, the Royal Palace Clockwinder, which is a real job, by the way. Okay. Yeah. He was bitten by a corgi named Susan. And no one named Susan is ever a good person. I'm just going to put it out there. And later that year, the Queen Mother, who is Queen Elizabeth's mother, Uh had a corgi as well. And that corgi bit a policeman on duty. He was literally just walking around. I know. I don't have specific numbers on this, but a significant number of postmen and chauffeurs have been bit by the corgis. Postmen, I understand. It's a stereotype. Shut up. <laughs> stereotype for dogs and they're living up to it. Terrible. Another time, the queen mother's dog attacked the queen's dog. And during this entire scuffle, the queen also got bit. That's what you get. Yeah. It got quite so bad that in 1968, the members of like multiple members of parliament had to request the queen to put up a beware of dog sign at her Balmoral estate. Bro. <laughs> yeah. It got genuinely that bad. Can you and imagine this, seeing a beware of dog sign and there's just like these four or five balls of fluff that are yes, coming towards you. Or really violent fluff. Fair, you know? fair. And mm-hmm. this this overall shitty behavior is why the queen has a dog psychologist on call. Yes. Because Dr. Mugford was hired in 1989. Oh my God. He must have made so much money off I of know. these dogs. Yeah. And 1989. This is back oh, when depression wow. didn't exist. People still call it hysteria or something. So, like even human psychologists were not getting any work back then. I know. So. Can you imagine this guy's dad? Mm-hmm. Like him going up to like, Papa, I want to be dog psychologist. And his dad is yeah. just like, what does that even mean? Get a yeah. real job. I would assume, engineering. Yeah. I was like, now? Now? <laughs> I would assume Dr. Mugford is just straight up like lying to his dad. Till his deathbed, he was just like, yeah, yeah, I am the queen's doctor. <laughs> this thermometer is for the queen, not for a dog's rectum. I am the queen's doctor. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> well done. So, I find this particularly hilarious that all of the dogs in the royal family have a psychologist. Mm-hmm. And they <laughs> gaslighted Princess Diana so much for having mental illnesses. She doesn't get a shrink. But the dogs get a shrink. (laughs) Yeah. By the way, this, uh, since Prince Andrew is something that we kind of flitted over, Mm -hmm. there were reports later that Prince Andrew's dog bit the domestic help at his residence multiple times. And apparently he just sat there and watched and laughed at them because he's a disgusting human being. That sounds about right to, for uh, Prince Andrew. That's true. But uh, (laughs) he's he's still a disgusting person. So that is really what we have come down to. The fact that Princess Anne, may not have been a responsible dog owner. In fact, Mm -hmm. the way she worked with her dogs or refused to work with them and sort of trained them ended up in multiple people getting hurt, including other dogs. And other dogs were put down because of this. Yeah. So there is actually a constitution expert by the name of Lord St. John of Fosley. He's an expert. So Britain has an unwritten constitution. So it's mm-hmm. a lot of like, hoo, 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 and people talking about it. So there is this okay. dude and he is an expert on Britain's Anderson constitution. And he said Anne's conviction in 2002 case actually made an important point to the public. He said, mm-hmm. and I quote, many people mistakenly believe that the members of the royal family have special privilege. They do not. They have to follow the law and pay their taxes like anyone else. And sure, but Prince Andrew is still 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And also Princess Anne is clearly the exception. Yeah. So she is the least of the problems. Yeah, Let's be honest yeah, there, right? That's true. Yeah, but 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 Lord St. John also added, if I were asked to advise the royal family on this matter, I would say stick to the corgis. They are much more docile and only occasionally lip curtsying ladies on the ankle. Okay. Ah. Yeah. So and that's yeah. The point of this episode was it's not about Princess Anne's crime, mm-hmm. but about the dogs that bit along the way. <laughs> <laughs> the journey. <laughs> well played, well played. And that brings us to the end of whatever this episode was. That was so cute though. <laughs> I know, I know. I figured that we needed a break, especially after the last episode on Narmadaka. Yeah. So, this is your break, guys. This is the nonsense we're throwing at you Mm -hmm. for your break. Congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) And if you like this surprise episode and all of the other episodes that we've done so far, please tell us. We beg you for validation. We don't have money for therapists. Yes. Give me, give me, give me, give me. (laughs) So, you can leave us reviews on Apple Music, Spotify, Audible. (laughs) Just please leave us reviews everywhere. Write on a piece of paper. Stick mm-hmm. it on some wall. Send us a picture. <laughs> yes, all of those things. And we are on Instagram. You may know mm-hmm. all this already. We are at the handle Misconduct Pod. Please follow us there and let us know if you like all of the episodes. We get a lot of stuff from you guys saying, hey, cover mm-hmm. these, these people. Surprisingly, no one mentioned Princess Anne. And I'm really starting to wonder <laughs> whether you really, truly feel the kekapeke on the inside so give us suggestions and give us ridiculous suggestions we are clearly happy to cover it so please write to us we'd love to hear from you also we would love to meet you Mm -hmm. if you are in Bangalore we're planning to do a little cute little coffee setup or in in some like community hall we'll come back to you with details again all of that will be on our Instagram page at misconductpod so let us know your interest and we'll arrange sometime in June yes that's the plan the idea is to just say hi meet your folks and see what's going on in the true crime space maybe steal some ideas from you (laughs) that's that's, that's largely it so we'll put this up on our uh, Instagram page at misconductpod you can let us know general interest and we'll go pick it up from there nice and we will see you on the next episode of Misconduct. Mm-hmm.